with spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, spoiler episode number 15. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about Thor, the Dark World. So if this is your first time listening, we have to do this every time. Uh, we're going to go into uh, details, intimate details of Thor, the Dark World, including the ending. So yes, we may even start there. Probably a lot of times we do start at the yes, ending. Yes, we do. Um <laughs> So, um, we, our guest this week is no one. Yes. We're going to do it all. We're doing it ourselves. Yeah. We're no. spoiling her it up. <laughs> we're just spoiling her it up. Yeah. Then scene. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I, I was, I fell asleep during this. Film. I know you were saying that you were bored and you know what was funny? I was watching this movie and I'm thinking, you know what? Graham's not going to like this movie because it's too much like Lord of the Rings. And that's the one of the things that they're trying to pull off. And I'm, I know this is like a, uh, um, basically it's if you're allergic to peanuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're having, if you're having <laughs> yes. chocolate and like, oh, why this chocolate is delicious. But then you find a peanut in your chocolate, you just get angry. Yeah. You hate it. You're mad. Why would <laughs> yeah. you put that peanut yeah. in there? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, I hate peanuts. I have an allergy. Yeah. And I'm allergic. I need an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. When I'm watching a Lord of the Rings-esque right. esque movie. I, I felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings goes to the Riddick planet. Right. I just was. And honestly, this is what I will say in all fairness. It has always been my problem with, which why I was never as much of a Marvel guy as I was a DC guy is mm-hmm. because of all this fantasy stuff that they throw into these things. It's why I never got that much into Thor. When Thor's on planet Earth, thumping skulls, I'm down. You know what I mean? But all this other shit... Well, you know, but that's his mythology. He's a Norse god. I know. know? He's from another planet. But again, it's why so many of the Marvel characters I never got that into because... You like the grounded characters I do. I do like the grounded characters because this is just like, you know, I I just... any And there's so much in the Marvel universe that's in outer space and... I don't well, know. Well, there's a fair amount in the DC universe too. You probably just didn't gravitate. I never gravitated. It. Yeah, to the like ones. you weren't. You were reading Batman, not Green Lantern. Exactly. Never mm-hmm. liked Green Lantern right, for that very reason. Uh-huh. And uh, I always um, gravitated towards both. And it was weird where, like, you know, I wasn't a big X Men fan, but I would love Spider Man, Daredevil, but I would also love like, you know, the the giant lavish, you know, and everything from Conan to. Green Lantern and all, you know, the Justice League, when it got crazy and galactic mm-hmm. and, you know, the Secret Wars and when mm-hmm. it went to other planets and Galactus and all that stuff. Uh, I will give you this, though, Silver Surfer, dumbest comic book character ever created. Yeah, I never got into yeah. Silver Surfer. Uh, I, <laughs> the reason I like Superman was he was here. Uh-huh. He was a regular guy on but his planet. still, you know, you had those, he would go back in space sure. and all that stuff. But I, I get what you're saying. I absolutely do. And that's one of the things with Thor is when you have this Marvel universe and you are creating these movies and each one has to be specific, it's like you can't make another Iron Man with Thor. You can't ground it. The only way you can do a Thor movie is to make it bigger and more lavish and delve into those fantasy elements because that's where ultimately he comes from. So I actually thought that 
it it did a nice job of kind of balancing modern with fan fantasy and kind of taking Lord of the Rings almost like that that anime mix of like spaceships and swords. So I didn't mind it. That was the stuff that I know annoyed you, but I like <laughs> actually didn't mind it. I actually really enjoyed it. Now, I now that it's the spoiler alert episode, I can talk about the things that did bother me. Let me go into this real quick. Okay. Let me say this in in fairness, I didn't like it. The reasons I don't like it is not because I thought it was poorly executed or a badly made film. It's just that kind of shit. You I, don't get into. I don't get into it. Yeah, and, I get it. And it bores Absolutely. me to tears. Yeah. I mean, I like him. You're going to be you're going to be quiet again for the uh, next Hobbit spoiler yeah. episode. With <laughs> with Jack and I will be doing most of the talking. Absolutely. I mean, like, can uh, I? I, I like all the actors in this. Hemsworth is, is, I've said before, he's great as Thor. He's so perfect as this guy. And you got it. I mean, Loki, he was fantastic. Loki's great. And, and I like that storyline of, of Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we should talk about the ending. Like, do you want to go into your stuff first? Or do you want to go into the ending? Yeah, I want to say there was a, uh, uh, there was a really bad flaw in this movie, and it, it's a shame. Uh, because I don't think it was a necessary flaw. It's you have a love story between Thor and Jane Foster, who's essentially he's she's uh-huh. immortal, and mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things about Jane Foster is that she, you know, they're both in love, but they can't really be together. So ultimately, you kind of have a tragic love story, which is great. You know, it creates high drama, but when you have something like this. Um, you can't have the love interest's sole purpose of being in a film as being a host for a um, cosmic power. I mean, that's all she was, <laughs> was a host for a cosmic power. She literally did nothing in this entire movie. That's the wrong reason to have um, this, this yes. element in here. And, the, and because there, it was so fertile and rich, what you could have done with this... this um, tragic love story that you know they can't be together that the two different worlds all these allegories that are there but all you did was make her <laughs> a, a vessel for this bailing power and i really think at some point that note was brought up but that train had already left the station the, it was the, like there's not no we already have all these monsters and stuff coming we can't do anything this more. is an excellent point now these are this is an actual problem i had with the execution of the film i agree with you and i think part, when i looked and see that there's six writers this is part of the reason why I was falling asleep and getting bored is I'm like, so wait, what does this stuff do? Wait, well, she's got weird blood and what? Like, I was just like, ugh. Like, there's all this, it has- It gets po- bogged down in it, too much mythology. It's so, yeah. myth- the, the mythology and then that, like, you're establishing these rules for this weird ether blood or whatever the fuck it's called. And then I, I, I kept going, well, wait a minute. Well, I thought you said that that couldn't, you couldn't do that with this or whatever. And I'm, I'm not even remembering specific details because I got bored, you know, and it like, and that's when it kind of, it got a little bit too big and overblown towards the end because the rules got very, very convoluted and like, wait, what's going on now? Now the crazy guy is not wearing pants. He's got the fix for it. And then I thought it makes him invulnerable. Oh no, wait, he's not invulnerable. And now, yeah, it it got, and that always smacks of, and you hit the nail on the head right now. When you see six writers, someone came in and kind of had a vision, then the vision got changed and then it got changed again. And then, um, there's remnants of stuff that writer number one put in. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's stuff that writer number six put in that doesn't match what writer number one put in. And there isn't like a head writer that's overseeing, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like, 
like there's one person who is then massaging all of these other elements in there or something like that. You well, know what I, mean? like, I, I will say that, you know, with because of these Marvel movies and they're all in the same universe, um, there are people whose job it is to yeah, do that. But, okay. but when you get into like the details of a lot of these, uh, um, you know, the specifics of like the Infinity mm-hmm. Stones or whatever that, you know, that they're trying to portray, um, you definitely get bogged down and it, it gets convoluted. And comic books did that sometimes too. Yeah. There's no question. Um, that every once in a while, you know, there's retconning or whatever that something, you know, isn't the way that it was set up to be. I mean, Thor's backstory is a good example. We talked about that before. But, you know, that being said, all in all, I thought they went uh, in broad strokes. They went the right direction with the movie. I liked that it was big and they delved into the more fantasy elements, which is Thor's backstory. And then um, what I liked, too, is what I thought was an amazing contrast is we saw the Captain America trailer before it. And it looks kind of like really, really um, more grounded and more politically charged and a lot more intrigue, and which is what it should be, which is where, where you really want to see like a Captain America movie. But I obviously, um, I definitely really like the movie. I thought, like, like you said, it got bogged down a little bit more in the mythology. But I thought it was, for what it was, a Thor movie as part of this big Marvel universe. And you have this iconic, ultimately a fantasy character um, I thought they did a good job with it. Okay. Then let's go into these 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 buttons at the end. So you said you saw the first one, not the ver- the very the one at the end of every all the credits. No, I didn't because uh, we had a babysitter. Right. And, <laughs> and you don't need another 20 minutes yeah, of no, credits. Another, yeah, I don't need another 20 minutes of credits. So, which, and my you wife, saw, so the we first were tired. one you saw was the... The Collector. Right. With um, right. Um, Benicio del Toro. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. And what did you think of that? Because obviously that's so clearly something in the Thor world, and I'm because I never really read this comic that much. I didn't. No, quite, it was big Marvel universe. Big Marvel stuff. universe. Yeah, stuff. it was okay. like that. That crazy, uh, like that, that, that blood magic or whatever you were right. calling it. That was like part of, I believe, things called the Infinity Stones. Uh-huh. I think it's like one of the certain amount. Okay. And I see now. I, I don't know the. Well, see, this is stuff. what I don't know me. exactly how many there are. Well, this is. Although, but the, but let me put it this way: the collector's looking for all of them. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I got he wants all three of them, and it and it yeah. brought up the thing from the very beginning of the movie that drove me nuts. We had this infinity blood or whatever it's right. called. Should we destroy it so it could never hurt anyone again? No, no. Let's just hide it. I was like, all right, assholes, just fucking get rid. It's like the Bond. Well, no, no, that's that's a typical comic book uh, uh, trope. It's right. too it's too powerful to destroy. You can't destroy it, so you have to hide it where no one will ever find it. Right? Because but it sounded like they could have destroyed it, though. No, 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 not something crazy and magical as that. All right, <laughs> all right. So you saw. You got to suspend a little disbelief with crazy magic stones and blood. Sure. Okay. There's a sword there. There's a hammer that flies. So yeah, all right, yeah. I'll let it slide. Um, so that. So that Benicio del Toro scene. What did you think of that? Have as if someone who you just watched this movie, you liked it. Yeah, I did. And I, I, I realized that that's actually what they're doing is they're ending these movies the way comic books end is uh, you wrap up the story. But that last couple uh, pages uh, maybe always set up uh, another story. Right. To get you to buy another uh, the, the next, the next issue. issue. Absolutely. So I actually don't have a problem with it because I know that's the structure of comic. Right. Books. And when you have a big uh, comic book movies that all share the same mm-hmm. universe. I, I don't have a problem with it. In fact, it, at this point, which is interesting, I think 
now um, the fans are actually expecting it now. Well, yeah, I, I stay. I like it, and you know what? In all these Marvel movies, I do like that. Right. I like it at the end of Iron Man when we saw Thor's hammer, and I was like, "Oh right. shit, a yeah, Thor yeah. movie!" Uh-huh. And the first Thor movie, like I said, I very much liked um, because it's him on planet Earth, sure, uh-huh. kicking ass. Um, so the very final one, then, which I didn't see, but go ahead. All right, he goes back. If I got this, if I remember things this correctly, maybe I'm, I'm remembering the actual ending, um, but. <laughs> He goes back to Thor. Asgard? Goes back to Asgard, and he's in front of his dad. Uh, oh, this is part of the actual movie. Oh, that's part of the actual movie. Yeah. What the uh-huh. fuck was that? Like, So Loki's still a lot... Like, that felt way too contrived. Really? Okay. That felt just like, so, because they're going to, are they going to do that at the end of every Thor movie? Oh, Loki's back. No, you know what I think is going to happen? And I I think I even remember reading about this. What it is, is the Thor and Loki storylines, there's miles and miles of pages between that interaction, Mm -hmm. including in the original Norse mythology, you know, Loki, the trickster, he's always been the one that uh, tricks everybody and delivers everybody. He's always been captured and lets out. He's basically the Joker of Asgard. Pretty much, right. you know, and uh, um, what's going to happen is that I think this is the last setup with Loki, and then the third Thor movie is going to wrap up this entire Loki kind of storyline. So I think you're going to have one more Thor movie with Loki, and then that's oh. that's going to okay. Now I, I just googled what it was. All right, now I remember. Okay, so the final final scene is uh, Natalie Portman's character is is sitting there eating breakfast at her house. Now, oh, now I wanted to ask you about this. Did the Cashy cereal box get a uh, a cameo, like in the first movie, like uh, in the foreground? I don't remember it. Maybe it did. I wasn't <laughs> looking for it. It might have, but... It's um, the first time I've ever seen a product placement in the foreground. She... <laughs> um, all right, so, so she's sitting there eating. Thor comes back, and they kiss. Okay. So that's the thing. He comes back to planet Earth, and they kiss. And then you see that dragon monster running around London. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because remember in the end, where in that the yeah, parallel yeah. world uh-huh. or that time ho- okay. portal or whatever. Right. So then you see that thing running around. Okay. Just, you know, grabbing car. It's in that warehouse where they found the the time hole or whatever. Right, right. So that's the end. That's okay. the super end of it, which is like, a part of me was like, yeah, the Loki thing I didn't like, mm-hmm. but this I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're going to be in love, and and they're not, they're not star-crossed lovers, right? So that's good. And then someone's going to have to fight this dragon thing. Yeah, well, Shield's going to have to take care of that. Yeah, Shield's yeah, Shield Shield have, have to, to clean up that. Um, but now that's interesting. That's now to me a scene like that. That's a wasted opportunity. Um, with them actually being, like you said, star-crossed lovers, and then he just comes back and they kiss. I mean, why not leave it maybe on an uncertain or melancholy note where they can't be together to give it a little more um, poignancy? Like a good example is how the first Captain America movie ended. You know, in the midst of all this craziness, that was a really human moment where he's like, oh man, I had a date. When you realize that like those um, small human moments that we all take for granted... Mm-hmm you're going to lose because you're in this big giant superhero universe. And that's always a really poignant moment to ground superhero characters. And I think mm-hmm. that's, especially to put that as a stinger, I'm glad I didn't see that now. That sounds to me like a wasted opportunity. Well, it, it goes to the, 
the problem I think I might have with Thor, or at least is his hair, his hair, um, <laughs> is he is not his character is not grounded enough in the the human turmoil of what being a superhero would actually mean. And that to me is what is the most intriguing thing about a superhero character is this is why Watchmen was so great because they were all so fucking flawed yeah. and crazy. But there's there's ways to do that though. It's like the way you do like someone from a royal family. It's like well, my life's never going to be normal. I've got, you know, I'm different than everyone here because mm-hmm. I've got all these powers mm-hmm. which, you know, the allegory is wealth. Sure. You know, got all this wealth. You know, you could you could play up that where you know that causes you um, those human moments of pain because I'll never be like you know this person that I love and we can never be together and have that kind of life that we would want. So there's ways to get around that to ground the humanity of the character, but I don't think they found those opportunities right. in this movie. Because the other thing too is they obviously- all they did was have Cat Danning say stupid things that weren't funny. Yeah, uh, that was really annoying. I mean, when Loki has funnier lines than you know your quote comic relief. Stop trying so hard. Don't force it. You know, there was one writer who they said, you got to make all her lines funny. And I'm like, you know what? No. Yeah. Keep it organic and fun. And it's true to the characters. You don't have to shoehorn the comedy relief in. And, and, and she was the, um, the uh, who's the girl that played? All right. Jamie Alexander plays Sif, his like the the woman he's supposed to be with, basically. Yes, and she's uh, a Valkyrie or, yeah. or one of the the warrior uh, women up there. I think too, uh, they introduced that, and I wanted to see more of that. Like, well, I'm wondering if that's being set up for the. Third. It has to yeah. be because it's like she clearly is like Thor. You're my man, right? And then it's like again, and there's a love triangle. There was a love been, triangle that, that never got you know set up. So I, I guess I, I mean if they're gonna if they're gonna flesh it out more in the next Thor movie, then I guess I'm okay with it. As it stands right. now, I felt like again, like you said, I think there was a missed opportunity. I wanted to know more about. I wanted to know more about her and 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 Thor. Right. And why? And then how she feels about this human coming in? Like who these yeah. these humans who. You know, they kept saying, like, they die so early. We live for 5,000 years. Like, why are they, why would you? You know, in a weird way, I was thinking, all right, well, let me just be with her then, and I'll see you in, uh, you know, about 80, you know. Yeah, yeah. About a, uh, 30, 40 years. Yeah, in a blink of an eye, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what's the problem? Let me just go down to Earth see. and yeah. uh, sow my wild yeah. earth oats, and then I'll come back. I'll see you in a few years. Yeah, yeah. to Asgard, and <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll throw down and have yeah. some uh, Viking babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, so yeah, so th- there's definitely with those elements. Now, I will say one of the things that I really loved about the movie, I mean, I did like the story and I did like the scope. I, what I really loved, too, I thought they did an amazing job with the production design. Everything from the way Asgard looked to the alien ships to the um, the costumes, I thought. And, and honestly, it's getting more and more difficult to have a cohesive vision for um, fantasy movies anymore because it's and science fiction because we've seen a lot of stuff now in the computer graphics and models and everything else. Like when Star Wars came out, it was like, oh, we haven't really seen that many mm-hmm. different designs mm-hmm. of spaceships and everything else, but that's changed now. Mm-hmm. We're getting, especially when you have movies literally like, like Ender's Game who does a whole production design on their aliens and everything too. Um, it's like every... You know, every couple months now, there's a different vision of what aliens or fantasy would look like. So I thought they did a really nice job of kind of keeping it coherent, cohesive, and even fresh. 
the way that the um, everything from the way the elves look to the spaceships to the Asgardian defenses and no, mix that with the fantasy elements. It, it, it visually it was cool. I saw it in two D, which was fine. It was I it, it looked I saw cool. it in three D because again no choice. That's yeah. the only choice at the time. And, and I will say that. Uh, I, we wanted to see it in 3D. would have been fine. But the 3D, the only time the 3D looked really cool was, and we talked about this before, was the uh, depth. To actually see the city unfold in front of you in right. 3D, not stuff coming out at you. Right. It's not as interesting. Um, yeah, I, I did like the way it worked. Um, the, you know, the dilemma of, of, um, of Anthony Hopkins as the dad with these two these two sons, you know, and trying to figure that out. Uh, I, I thought that was really interesting. The relationship between Rene Russo, um, the scene with her in the prison cell talking to Loki, um, and, and, and that's that was an opportunity that I thought was not missed. I thought that family tension of they I, did I a great thing, good. and they all the family stuff was interesting. But again, then. That whole scene where like the army comes in and is breaking out, like I was just, I was just like, wait, what? What side are they on? I was confused by that whole thing, and maybe it's because I already fallen asleep, so I missed something. <laughs> but I just, I just was like, well, the one guy went in, freed all the prisoners, and then while they were fighting, then the rest of the army came in, and uh, but what? Um, I couldn't even tell the, I couldn't even tell which team apart. Like I was just <laughs> like, I, I was just so lost in the whole thing that it, I was just. Well, one of the things that I thought, uh, you know, and this was a choice that they didn't um, really mention too much with Loki. I mean, clearly Loki must blame himself for his mother's death because they told him which direction to go up to. uh, um, But you never really see him admit that, although, you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, he must feel some responsibility for it. Um, So there was a lot more to explore. And if you remember the first Thor movie, you know, Thor... uh, um, Loki's a much more complex character, and that's one of the reasons why him and Thor um, are such a great dynamic together. I mean, at the end of the day, Thor is a meathead, you know, right. you know yeah. and, and Loki is the smarter and more cunning one. And to see that interplay off, like, you know, Thor wants to trust him. It is his brother, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, Loki is out for Loki. And it, it, it's there's, there's a then, lot of fertile ground there. Sure, but, okay, so... He's got to use Loki, right, in the film. And everyone's like, don't betray him, don't betray him. Right. And then he does. No, 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 I thought those were some funny moments. Too. Sure, that yeah. was funny. But but then he does betray him, but oh no, that's part of the plan. Like, he betrays him, but Thor, like, like they, they had, they talked it out, like, hey, betray me and everything. And then. Yeah, because the, Loki is a master of illusion. And that's the only way they could trick them is to create this illusion that they were fighting with his hand being cut off. Yeah. Right. So. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, so Loki is coming around to Thor's side, but then the whole him, in the end, being the king, I didn't get the purpose of that. Like, I don't, they're just trying to set up more. Well, yeah, ultimately that's Loki's goal. He, he's, he thinks it's his birthright. He deserves to be king. So that's, that's, and one of the reasons too is that, uh, um, you know, him pretending to be his father, he's not going to talk him out of Thor not wanting to be king. That's exactly what he wanted. So he wishes him well, and now he's out of the way. So right. now Loki does get to be king. Yeah. Although it's never explained where Anthony Hopkins is if he's not on his throne at that one, yeah, that where was one time. Where was Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
Uh, but I and think, that just feels like there's going to be just some throwaway line in the third one of like, how dare you, Loki? You knew when I go on a fishing trip that you... Yeah, that you're not supposed to play yeah. king. <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, then you're not to play on the throne. <laughs> here's, here's why, going into a little more detail, um, why I resonate more with the the human I resonate with the characters who like obviously Batman because yeah. he's a regular guy mm-hmm. or Spider-Man he was he was a regular guy bitten by a radioactive spider and he always still has regular problems always has regular problems he's always sort of he's like Jim Rockford like he does all these great things but nobody appreciates him and everyone thinks he's an asshole and and um and then, you know, Superman is uh, a regular guy on his planet who comes here and has, like, the specific duty of, of, of saving this planet. And, and all of those, the Hulk, regular guy, you know, experiments and screws up, you know. Um, even the Fantastic Four, they're just scientists going out in space and they get gamma rays or whatever you know hits them and makes turns gives them superpower so it's always it, to me well you're describing 90 percent of superheroes right and, and that's that's why that's why i resonate daredevil you know exactly blinded by a radioactive waste that came off a truck you know it's as a boy <laughs> and i think to me like iron man drunk inventor yeah exactly know? rich kid yeah you know crazy rich kid who has some guilt about yeah. his family's business um and so that to me uh makes it more interesting and i guess i don't know i just it boils down to for you graham is it's the fantasy elements that you don't uh, yeah, yeah, you don't don't, don't resonate with you and that's fine and even if they try to ground a fantasy element ultimately uh you know an elf is still an elf for you <laughs> <laughs> but i think i mean i think you bring up a good point and i will admit to this too like i said uh, yeah i've pointed out some flaws with the actual film itself but i'm guessing based on what you said and just what I know that if you are a Thor fan you're probably going to like this movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, and it's I got true a lot to the of character in the th- character's mythology. Yeah. And people yeah. have pointed out before that sometimes you guys nitpick too much in the spoiler apps. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what these are for, man. Although what we're we're doing now too is uh that's that's a legitimate note <laughs> from from you guys is we're also pointing out more stuff that we liked during the spoiler apps mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. we're trying to balance it out. You know, again, I liked the stuff with the scientists on Earth and they're um, sort of trying to track this and and the fact that... Um, and that, where are the shield scientists? That are yeah, tracking? that was weird. There was no shield in this one, which is a little odd, but... but um, You're all too busy ruining the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> God. Nice try. Yeah. Joss Whedon's family. Yeah. Um, that's, hey, Joss, you're going to put your name on something. Actually, uh, go there and see yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, because they're ruining it. Yeah, don't hire uh, your family. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and just on a side note, too, that's an amazing um, swing and a miss, that Shield TV show. It's like, how could you get it so horribly wrong? It like, looks so great. When like, we were all so excited for when it. When everything is set up for you, literally everything is set up for you. Fans can't wait for it. The world is set up for you. The organization is set up for you. And uh, one of your main characters has already been established. How do you screw it up so badly? Like, what, do you, what did you have to do? It's, yeah, yeah. It's just a it, crime drama. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable how you missed the mark so much. I mean, basically, they made Knight Rider. 
<laughs> they, they pretty much made night. They made an eighties, you know, this weird night ridery. Like here's you know all the models running around solving crimes like Scooby Doo. And just has, take some alias yeah, scripts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good they, show. They'd have to dumb them down. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's unbelievable how they uh, how they take some the fucking Law and Order scripts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> just put some <laughs> put some superheroes. Yeah, in put it. some superheroes in them. Yeah, like, and they said you know, and the ratings have dropped something like over forty percent. Oh, weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? So how you made a shitty product and yeah. then no one everyone stop watching it yeah like you were handed this thing yeah it's like i'm throwing you an underhand pitch at the world series and you strike out um (laughs) takes a fair amount of effort to do that it does take a fair Um, amount but i'll say this too getting back to thor mm -hmm. um i liked all the scientist scenes um i i like the uh you know i mean i thought that was funny that they show her at, at on a date um yeah that was funny and that guy you know chris o'dowd chris o'dowd who's a very funny guy and he's a good actor is just you know uh, it's like he has no idea who he's competing against no exactly like any woman would love he's a catch well except (laughs) you know um and so uh that i liked and again any of the stuff of of thor um you know when the evil elves or whatever come to london and they're blowing up London. I like that stuff. Yeah. I like fighting in, fighting in London. I've always liked The Clash. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, what else do we talk about with this particular movie? I will say that um, I think that they're kind of keeping their streak alive with um, being true to the characters, being true to the world, and um, being true to the fans. I mean, I really think that they're taking these movies very seriously and taking each character into account. And I can see that. I mean, I'm really excited for the Captain America movie. And I, Holy I shit, does I, that trailer look awesome? And, and I didn't think I would be. I'm like, oh, what are they going to do with Captain America? Oh, they're going to make it amazing and is then, what they're going to do. And then um, I watch this trailer, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait for this movie. It looks unbelievable. It looks so great. And this is, again, getting back to how you could fuck up the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show so much. One of the themes in this movie is that, um, well, is S.H.I.E.L.D. good for the planet or bad for the planet? Right. Yeah, I mean, and this is all that, you know, that should all be in the TV show. You know, we're a shadowy government organization. Um, Do we always do good things? I mean, that's all in the comic books, too. Do we have too much power? Yeah, do we have too much power? I mean, you look at what some of the shit Nick Fury does in the comics, and you're like, like, ooh, I don't know. seems like you're taking advantage yeah yeah i don't know if that was the right and, you know thing to they do. touched on it in the thor movie when um they're in that warehouse and those kids are showing them the the time portal or whatever the and and she goes out for five hours natalie portman comes out and her, and her roommate's like i called the cops she's like why would you call the cops now the fbi is going to show up now shield before it was just us and these kids we had complete control of the situation which um, and then, then she goes, well, you were out for five hours. Holy shit. Right. <laughs> which was, which is a really good scene. And it was interesting because I, I like that because it, it did bring up that question of like, well, the science community is, you know, not everyone's down with shield and they keep referencing New York, the Avengers movie, which is good because the whole world would go, Hey, remember that fucking yeah, yeah. alien fight in Manhattan? <laughs> right. Like, Holy exactly. shit. That's when the world changed. That's yeah. when the whole world changed. They keep to- just like, we're still talking about nine 11. Here right. we are 12 years later. And we would, we would still be talking about that Avengers fight. And so, um, it was cool. And when, you know, that scene I liked when they're in London 
and they're running through the library at whatever that is, Oxford or something like that. And they're like, you guys should get out of here. And the kid's like, Thor's running around with his hammer. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. getting photos of this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, that was a real life moment. That was a real of, life yeah. moment. People in this day and age with their smartphones would not mm-hmm. run for cover. They'd be like, I'm getting photos yeah. of Thor beating up right. aliens, right. even if it's destroying my neighborhood. Right. Um, so I, I really, I really like that. And, and again, like you were saying, they are true to the mythology. I'm not mad at this movie because they just pissed on anything. Like they just right. It just didn't resonate. It's my with personal it. preference. Yeah, yeah. Which is and so I'm still so down, especially seeing the trailer for Captain America, of just like it's like I'm watching a really amazing TV show and it was one episode that I was like, eh. That yeah, one I'll still watch the next I'll one. Still, I'll be there next week. Yep. I'll be there next week. And so Captain America bring it. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that they're not just releasing these in the summer anymore like we've talked about. Right. It's I think good. It, it's smart mm-hmm. and it just keeps you in this world. So I don't know. I mean, obviously the Shield show is probably going to get dumped unless they just completely well, overhaul it. It's interesting. It's um you wonder like how many ratings, what ratings does it need to kind of um exist even if the ratings aren't that great because so much is invested in this world and um the what is the like, like be, because uh, i'm sure it's very high because there still are special effects in it because ultimately at the end of the day are the bean counters going yeah this show isn't getting the numbers we want but is this show an advertisement for the movies that we're putting out so you look at it that way because there's going to be like a Thor tie in the next episode. So I really think there's, um, or the episode that was already on because yeah. this is the Thanksgiving week. Yes. <laughs> so even if the ratings are low, you wonder, is it an, a week long hour commercial for their other products that they, it would have to really, really tank, which it might, um, judging by the quality of the show for them to really pull the plug. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So we've got coming out, we've got, and there's another X-Men movie coming out. I saw a trailer for yeah, that. Yeah, Days of Future is Past. And that's got the entire cast of uh, all the movies uh, in it. Yep. That is going to be, that looks really interesting. You know, that looks like, especially since the last X-Men movie we just had and the Wolverine movie were so good. Yeah, yeah. That that it seems like Marvel kind of righted, the, righted that ship, the X-Men ship, and got it well, back. Well, Fox on, did. I yeah. mean, Fox still has the, the movie rights, and I think, well, yeah, they probably went, but they actually took it seriously now mm-hmm. because they realized, too, oh, shit, if we don't keep making movies, uh, we're going to lose the rights to these characters. Well, let's, let's, I mean, let's go into now, I want to discuss a little bit, like, what they are doing, the Hulk, like, what is coming out with, like... Well, there's some animated shows. Like, there's one called The Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Smash, Right. That is actually... uh, And what they're doing, and unless you have children, you may not know this, is uh, they're putting out more animated shows. And one of them has been Ultimate Spider-Man. One of them has been, uh, you know, The Avengers. I think they're in the second or third season. Another one is Hulk and the Agents of Smash. And what they do on these cartoons is they do the same thing that they've been doing on the movies. Like if you watch a Spider-Man episode, uh, like an Ultimate Spider-Man, what you'll do is, depending on which episode you'll see, you'll see another Marvel hero in the show that'll Mm -hmm. be like a guest star. Like you'll see Iron Man, you'll see um, Wolverine even, because Mm -hmm. Fox only has the rights to the live action. Mm -hmm. So if you see an animated Spider-Man show, you might actually see Wolverine in it. Uh, whereas a movie you won't 
<laughs> because all the rights are split up with a really dumb deal that Marvel did, even though it was to save the studio. But right. still, you don't make no one makes an open ended deal. There's always a termination uh, year, but they didn't do that. So, well, because you've got Captain America: The Winter Soldier coming out like in January or February. Or well, something. a good example of this is that the original Captain America movie he was supposed to meet Wolverine because well, no one knows how old Wolverine is. He was in World War II. But they couldn't get the rights from Fox, mm-hmm. even though it's. But they're both Marvel Universe. It doesn't matter because the movie rights are split up. The Captain America is coming out April fourth, and then in twenty fifteen is the next Avengers movie. So what is going to come out between them? Like, I mean, I, I've heard. Oh, there's other movies. There's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think will also tie into the Infinity Stones. Okay. I think there's going to, but that's going to be a more lighthearted one. I mean, there's, right. you know, there's aliens and, uh, you know, an alien that looks like a raccoon. So I don't think <laughs> it's going to be too heavy. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I there, think. I mean, there's other stuff in development. I don't know how far along it is. Like, uh, I think there's an Ant-Man movie in development. Because uh, hasn't it been kind of the thing like Mark Ruffalo's like, I don't know that I want to play. If I want to do. um if I want to do a full-on Hulk movie, like I, I, I just, you know, he's in. All right, he's going to be in. You know, he was in Iron Man three. Obviously, he was in the Avengers movie. He's going to be in the next Avengers movie in twenty fifteen. But there's no Hulk movie on the slate. There's no Hulk movie in pre no. post production. There's no. The, the, there might be one in development. We don't know. Um, but there has to be. But. But I mean, there's also in development. I mean, again, these are all, you don't know how far along they are or they're just talk. Like, there's going to be a Hawkeye Black Widow one, too, they were talking about. Right. But, and, you know, an Ant Man and a Wasp movie. I, I don't know. You know, you look at, especially now that Disney owns Marvel, they're going to tend to go towards the sure things. You know, it's like we've got all these other movies that we they're doing well on. We've got the slate. Let's maybe we'll roll out one or two new ones, but. Let's stick to what's doing well for now. I personally would love to see a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. So would I. So would I. I, I think, think he would do, I think he would do a good job. Better than anybody, even in just the Avengers film. You know, you. It's weird how some of the heroes they just can't quite get right in movies, and uh, Hulk is one of them. Well, again, I mean, I think I I liked the Edward Norton version. It was okay. It, was okay. it wasn't. It wasn't that great. It wasn't amazing, but I think it was. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo has a little more, as an actor, his characters tend to have a little more like depth, depth, vulnerability, and fear. And Edward Norton's a great actor. Believe me, Edward yeah, Norton's a great Mark actor. Mark Ruffalo makes a better uh, Bruce Banner. He does make a better yeah. Bruce Banner. And I think, um, you know, because uh, Bruce Banner is just a, a dorky doctor. Like, I would make Ed Norton a villain. In, Ed Norton would be a great villain. Yeah. He's almost too strong of a personality type. Because, again, and now you're you're having to fill the shoes of Bill Bixby, who I think was... Yeah, yeah. He was amazing. And he just played a, like, kind of nerdy academic who then had this... And that's... that's And that was the most... One of the most successful Hulk itinerations was the show, was the TV show, not a movie. It was the, uh, um, you know, the TV show that ran for years. Um. So anyway, all right. Well, guys, I think that might be about it for for Thor Marvel talk. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, we're looking forward to uh, 
uh, more stuff coming out, especially Captain America. Can't wait. Oh, man. That's going to be great. And uh, I like the X-Men movies. So, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, if you live in another country that doesn't celebrate it, well, you know, just give thanks to something. You don't have to eat a lot of food. Yeah, just give smallpox to an indigenous species. <laughs> celebrate that way if you Commit like. genocide, yeah. guys. Can you do that? Can you take people's <laughs> land away from them? Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> don't forget you guys um the snag films contest is still going snag films contest is still going so go to snagfilms.com slash comedy film nerds uh start a collection first person to get 200 followers to yep. their collection immediately put on the facebook page that you uh you've gotten to 200 we'll check it out and you'll win yep as soon as you let us know we will check it out and win first prize Snack Films hat, Comedy Film Nerd shirt, Comedy Film Nerd's book, and a $50 gift certificate to buy anything in the Comedy Film Nerd store. Second prize, Comedy Film Nerd's shirt, Snag Films hat, and a $25 gift Sweet. certificate. Boom. Uh, third prize, uh, Snag Films hat, Comedy Film Nerd shirt. How can you go wrong? You can't. You can't. Fourth prize, beat it. Yeah. <laughs> you're a failure. Yeah. You're going to have coffee regret. Yeah, you're going to have <laughs> coffee regret. So, guys, go on to snagfilms.com or uh, slash comedy filmers or click through the banner ad and get as many people as you can to sign up through that so yes. that we get credit for it because that's part of what this all is. But so the more people you get to sign up and have them follow you, then the quicker you are to winning these wonderful prizes. Mm -hmm. And we will announce the winner. Be the envy of your neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Your digital neighborhood. Uh, And, of course, we will announce the winner on our December 3rd live streaming show. If you go to laughster.com, we will do a show live uh, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, December 3rd. We are going to bring cameras into the Nerd Garage. Um, we're going to have a very special guest as soon as we get somebody to come into yeah. it. Um, so uh, check that out. Tell your friends. And of course, I will be uh, performing at Largo December 10th in Los Angeles for the All Things Comedy Monthly Show. And we'll be headlining the improv in Irvine, California at the Irvine Spectrum uh, December 27 and 28. Uh, Chris will be on that show. Along oh, with, looking forward to yeah. it. It'll be fun. I've never played that club before. Oh, it's a great club. Along with Murray Valeriano will be the MC. So, uh, oh, Murray's great. Murray's great. It'll be a lot of fun. He and I are going to surf during the day. Oh, you've got it all planned I've out. I've got that all <laughs> mapped out, baby. Um, so come check that out, you guys. And of course, um, you know, like we've said, spend $20 with us once a year. Yep, really. It's Black Friday coming up. Black Friday. Do your online shopping. Don't go to a mall. Support small businesses like two weirdos in a garage. Yes. Can't get much smaller than that. (laughs) This is a pretty small business. (laughs) Um, So uh, thank you guys so much. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first.